0: This is Network Wednesday on Vlog Boss Radio, episode 117. What's up socials welcome back to another episode of vlog boss radio this is your network wednesday where i introduce you to someone i think you should know before we get into that i just want you to know how it has been so amazing getting your feedback and thoughts and thank yous for the Vlog Like a Boss audiobook. If you have not picked it up yet, try to get it for free by going to vloglikeaboss.com slash audiobook. Audible will offer you a 30-day trial a lot of the time and you can pick up that audiobook. It's literally just less than five hours of your life that you could start vlogging like a boss and not actually have to do any reading yourself. So make sure you go check that out. And again, thank you so much for the support on that. I appreciate you guys are incredible. This audio audience, oh my goodness, you're just shouting from the rooftop. So cool. So I wanted to just have a a nice chat today. I am bringing somebody on who has been a really just incredible shining light in my world lately, and he has so much up his sleeve. I'm excited for the future of this guy and his brand, but I thought it'd be really interesting for you to hear from him because he's starting really in, in terms of content marketing in the podcasting realm. And he's also now vlogging, but I wanted to talk about that transition and what it means to be incorporating a second content marketing plan into your brand awareness, how it affects his business. And so that's why I'm having Lee Jackson on. Lee is not only a reader and therefore uh, someone who is very motivated by vlogging right now because of Vlog Like a Boss. He is also an incredible podcaster and a really, really in-the-know guy about WordPress And I don't know that we talk about WordPress very much around here, other than the fact that it's that thing that we all know most of us are probably building our websites or blogs on. I have been a WordPress user for as long as I can remember. There was a time when I was using other hosting, uh, not hosting, but platforms for my websites, but that was a very long time ago. We're talking about like... way before my personal brand days. So WordPress is extremely important to me and he really kind of rescued me recently because I had an issue with my site. And we just got to talking more and I just said, you know what, I want to share you on the show. So we're going to talk. He was also saving the day again when my computer did not record this interview and he had it on backup. So that's why he is going to sound so crystal clear and I'm going to sound like I'm the one being interviewed on the phone. (laughs) But... I would rather have it that way because you can hear what he has to say, what he thought about the book, what his action steps were from it, how podcasting and video are affecting his brand, and what you can learn from all of that. So, without further ado, I would like you to meet Lee Jackson from WP Innovator. Lee Jackson in the house. How are you, Lee?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. How are you?
0: Really good. I'm glad we're chatting. And I feel like we're all caught up because we had a nice little chat (laughs) last week. We've been good friends on the internet for a bit, just sort of here and there. And um, I really appreciate your support of the book. But you really saved the day for me when I was having some problems on guess where WordPress, (laughs) (laughs) which turns out to be you're just most amazing space in terms of what you do. So can you share just a little bit about where your origin is with WordPress, the passion for that blogging platform and how you help people with your podcast?
1: Well, why the hell not? Okay, well, it seems a weird thing to be really passionate about, but I guess if I wasn't passionate about this, then I wouldn't be able to be a doctor to your website. Equally, Mm -hmm. if a doctor wasn't passionate about medicine, then I guess we'd all be sick. So it's a good job we're all different. It is the same.
0: It is exactly the same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I mean, WordPress is like 14 years old, probably 12 years old. I don't know. I picked a random number, but it's in its teens, I'm pretty sure. And I got into WordPress right from the get-go when it first came out. So I'm kind of like, WordPress's code is written in my brain almost. And I run a business for design agencies where there are tons of amazing designers around the world. And what they will do is they will send their gorgeous designs to me and my team will then create all of the WordPress code to make it work with WordPress. And then we kind of run those sites for them as well over the years. And it's kind of, that's what we do. So we've yeah. experienced pretty much every single problem That's probably a lie, but we've experienced a hell of a lot of problems uh, to know that when we see something wrong with someone's site, we can usually quickly fix it. And that's exactly the the problem you had. You had a problem with your hello bar and and obviously we'd recognized that from other people's blogs before. So we were able to help you out Uh, and it was good fun and we did it. Woo. It was
0: so, I mean, <laughs> if you're not, if you're not familiar with the hello bar, I totally recommend it because it's such a fun little plugin. But the, the tough thing with WordPress and there's something I've learned very carefully as a, a bootstrapping small business over the years, learning how to do things in WordPress is an amazing victory once you've figured it out, <laughs> but, um, it, there's just there's just so much to learn and you, you also learn that you can make a lot of things happen with plugins, but you can also kind of kill your site by having way too much going on with plugins. I have usually killed my site a few times <laughs> on a regular basis because I love plugins so much, but Hello Bar is one of my favorites, so when it was acting weird... I really needed help, so thanks for fixing that because it is one of my favorite little features on on there. If you're not familiar with it, it's the thing that pops up at the top of SavvySexySocial.com to help you get onto my email list if you would like that. So anyway, just a little plug for Hello Bar since we brought it up. But um, talk to me about WP Innovator. So this is your podcast. I know you are on iTunes, much like many of the folk who do the podcast and probably some other places as well. But how did you decide that podcasting was going to be the platform where you needed to be to talk about WordPress and therefore grow your brand as sort of a thought leader in the space of using WordPress efficiently and correctly and for SEO and um, and and getting in touch with people who could potentially bring you business, such as new clients, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What well, was it about podcasting? And um, and how long has it been now? How what has it done for you?
1: Well, the podcast is around two years old, I think. I th- yeah, we're we're rocking up to our second birthday already, and I think a month's time. Yay. Yay. And I actually wanted to do a podcast for like six years. And wow. I even knew what I was going to do, which is this podcast. But in the art of procrastination and putting things off and having the imposter syndrome, I kind of never did it. I've got a good friend, mm-hmm. Sarah Moore, though. You might know her. And she yes. was helping me with my social media. And I'd mentioned that I wanted to start this podcast. And she just said, you know what? Why don't you become accountable socially online? Set a date that it's going to launch. And then you'll have to freaking well do it because you'll be too scared not to. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let the community down. So we went ahead and we put a date up with a massive countdown over social media, I panicked and thought, what am I going to do? And somehow managed to launch the podcast. And the idea really was I I wanted... Basically, if you think of web developers and WordPress developers, um, there are millions. You can go onto websites and plug into a web developer anywhere in the world at any time really quickly, really easily with no problems. And how, how could I stand out amongst that massive crowd of WordPress developers? So the only way I could think of was either video, of which I had no experience with and there was no good stuff out there to kind of teach me how to do that. So the thing I already mm-hmm. knew how to do and I already have a face for was radio. So I <laughs> thought, well, let's do podcasting instead. So I did I did podcasting and uh, figured that I could interview other people in the industry and you know build up credibility that way by connecting with these people. And it's just been like an online networking experience, really. The idea behind the podcast is for me to learn just as much as everyone who's listening. I'm interviewing um, really great people around the world, people who run agencies or, or thought leaders in the own space, space, social media experts, SEO experts, you mm-hmm. name it. I'm getting to learn mm-hmm. from those guys and also their audiences are kind of plugging into the WP Innovator as well. And it's now growing. We've got a huge Facebook group, which is amazing, full of people helping each other out with WordPress problems. And agency life and all of that good stuff. It's just blown up out of all proportion. I was not expecting it. um, To be honest, I just thought I'd be this little podcast pootling along in the background, but it's been (laughs) an amazing ride and I've learned so much. I think more than anyone listening to the podcast, I think I get to learn more because I get to ask um, the guests all the questions that, to be honest, are actually on my mind and I need to to learn these things. (laughs)
0: <laughs> isn't it fun when you when you can do an interview and it's not really an interview because it literally would be a pick my brain session anyway, because <laughs> you're so excited to talk to that person. Yeah. Those are the best. Those are the best. That's kind of, of how I feel consulting. right now because I'm like, I just have all kinds of questions I want to ask Lee. <laughs> I'm not like prepping. This is just a combo. And uh, I think those are the best because otherwise, if you call it an interview, it's like I
1: yeah, I'm, but. I, yeah I, I've actually started doing uh, – probably about 20 episodes ago, I started saying welcome to the conversation and we ripped up mm-hmm. any of the uh, pre-questions. We don't do any of that anymore and it is literally a beer, a whiskey or if it's before 12 – obviously a tea or a coffee and we just have a general chat and go for it. And they were four so
0: 12 is the new rule. That <laughs> is what we are noting at this point in time. I love English people, by the way, I actually, I thought this is a fun tidbit. I just found out that I am 22% great British. I didn't realize I was that British, that's, but apparently, that's quite precise I as well. Twenty-two <laughs> percent. Yes, my uh, we we had the we had the the test done, and because I was very curious as to how much I was actually Irish, because I think I got all of the skin issues with Irish, but not the ability to drink quite as easily. Oh. But. <laughs>
1: Well, that would be the Britishness in thought
0: I was very curious about it. But I'm like, this is probably why I watch so much of The Crown. I f- I feel like I'm identifying with it. Anyway, I thought that would be interesting. But it's really just interesting to me. So, okay. The podcast has been chugging along for a really long time. And so you, the, I think the thing that was fascinating to me about this is you have started to venture now into video. But uh, it's sort of a new it's a new step for you. And so we can talk about that. But you have your spot, the podcast, and you really were very focused on consistency there. And I think that a lot of times, and I'm so glad that Sarah said that, you know, set the date, show up for it, and then just keep showing up for it because that truly is the step mm-hmm. that most people end up dropping the ball on they just think if they don't see success after a certain number of them it wasn't meant to be that they should move on to something else give up you're terrible etc etc but it's actually those who just keep going and just have the quantity that is Ultimately, going to make you significantly better because, quite frankly, we all have a face for radio. I mean, I have a face <laughs> for radio if I haven't done my makeup yet that day, and that's what makes video a little oh, bit more same. complicated. I have to, to do my me.
1: makeup,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, it's a, it, but but it's the consistency is showing up, um, and so that's really interesting to me. But the key thing here being is you really hammered out the one medium. And stuck with it and you are very consistent and you show up and you have a community there. And because you're very focused in that one place, you're going to start to see things start to flower up from that one origin spot. And so now you've started with video and it kind of is the beginning of that. What inspired you to, to, to go, okay, we got the podcast thing going. Now I'm going to start a YouTube channel. What's the motivation for that for you? And and why do you think it's going to complement what you're doing on the podcast? Why do you need both?
1: Um, well, very simply, if I look at my own life, I consume so much content on YouTube. So for example, I've watched you for maybe a year or two now. i and I didn't even know Sarah knew you, which was pretty cool. So that, you know, it's By great. the way, Sarah and I world. know
0: each other very well at this point because my fiance could not come to social media marketing world this year due to a death in the family. Oh. And Sarah was there for me when I needed somebody to remove the mic pack from the back of my dress, which is a very intimate experience. So. <laughs> so big ups to her. <laughs> I she
1: forgot why I was saying best. that. <laughs> she is the best. She, she. I just actually- thought
0: I'd include that in your really important story about why you're now <laughs> vlogging. But well, go ahead.
1: <laughs> she is my bestie though. She's one of my internet besties. We talk probably every couple of days, to be honest. So she's great. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I realized I consume a hell of a lot of YouTube content. It's how I consume content. I'll I'm cook. I do a lot of cooking, so we'll have vlog like a boss. She's great. If you've never heard of her, um, you know, on on the windowsill, and I'll be cooking, or I'll be in the car. And you, you, there's apps now where you can listen to vlog, uh, vlogs as well, which is kind of cool. Um, I I learn by watching video and I was thinking, oh my giddy aunt, what am I doing? I mean, it's great that I've got this this podcast, but I've got so much knowledge that I could share in short five-minute snippets with people that would be great because people will see me they will be able to get kind of eye contact with me because people are seeing a face you gravitate towards a face you gravitate towards people's eyes um, and people i guess that's going to help people to start to get to know me to know like and trust me because really i I want that to then be a platform for me to be able to get out there and do other things like public speaking etc i've got a lot of passion around the design space there are design agencies right now who are really struggling in the digital world I've kind of I bridged that gap and I would love to teach design agencies all around the world how to get out of this kind of being stuck in design to print and struggling with third party digital agencies, etc. All of that kind of complicated stuff. I'd love to make that transition for them a lot easier and start to get out there doing public speaking, etc. So for me, vlogging was using a platform. That would allow people to see me, allow people to consume the content quickly and easily via their mobile phones or via the computer, wherever the heck they are, uh, you know, right. and to build up that trust with them. And to be honest, I had no idea how. It, it was one of those things that I knew I was going to do it at some point, but I, I needed some good information to be able to do that. You know, there's I, I tried a few things with a, a mobile phone and mm. everything I was looking at, I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. This is terrible. Um and i feel like i should shut up but i'll tell you what i know no let me this carry on okay get... so so i was i was making these i, I made a few videos like, oh no this is terrible and i must have made like the same video hundreds of times i'm sure uh, we, ben,
0: we all feel that way so it's totally natural <laughs> but in the moment you're like
1: really exactly this is, awful. this is awful but
0: didn't you feel that didn't you feel that way when you started the podcast
1: funnily enough no um i i well it's weird i I hate or at least I used to hate listening to my own voice, but a hundred episodes or more, and um I'm very used to my own voice now, so right, but, but at the
0: beginning, it was probably a
1: little rough no it's it's the face thing i'm so freaking vain I, really? i've I've worked out that if I hold the camera up slightly higher, it gives me a better chin line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. That's accurate. That it is accurate. Important to it know. is Everybody implant. write that down. Write we all down. need that information. It doesn't even, matter how much you weigh. Even blokes <laughs>
1: care about their chin line. I totally am so self-conscious. So I think I it do. was being able to see myself and pausing at certain yeah. points with my eyes half shut. You know, that horrible pose and you're like,
0: oh, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a million of those throughout a five-minute vlog, <laughs> so it happens. Because, But the cool thing about that is every time I see a ridiculous look on my face, it's because I'm having a regular conversation yep. with someone. That's actually, I think, in my, in my opinion, I think when you see those crazy expressions on your face, it's usually because you're in between words, you're talking to somebody, especially if you're talking to the camera like it's a human, mm. because if you are stone cold and your face looks like not normal but like – sort of shocked the entire time you're vlogging and you can't really catch a, a weird, funny, almost eyes shut face, you're probably not doing it right. So I actually think it's completely natural. I want to say that I do remember back in as a kid, we used to play radio DJ. And I remember thinking my voice sounded so weird, but I think that probably helped me when I started making videos. Cause then you've never not, you know, you've heard your voice before at least, and then it's just coming to terms with your face, which is a whole thing. But I definitely still had to go through some like growing pains of just listening to my voice back when I started the podcast. And that was even after having video, I think it's just it audio can be really as as fascinating as video if you know how to kind of like get the ears interested, just like you have to do things with video to get the eyes and the ears interested. But that anyway, I think the whole thing is absolutely fascinating. But going back to one of the questions I had when you said, okay, this YouTube channel is going to be important for me to do, especially love that you brought up public speaking. I actually did an interview about this today Mm. about how video played such a huge role in me even getting any speaking opportunities because it made me discoverable and people could see literally that I knew what I was talking about. Um, what, how do you decide between what's happening on the YouTube channel versus the podcast? Are you repurposing or are you sort of going in on the stuff that people are searching for on YouTube specifically to make a video about? What do you do in that case when you're making a video versus this is an idea for a podcast?
1: Okay, well, there's quite a, a. I've I've essentially got sixty episodes already planned, um, because there are so many Jeez. questions. Yeah, man, I know I kind of overdid it there, but that's good, oh. and 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 it keeps going because it's the way we do it. Is I get a question in an email from a client, boom, there go. I already know of at least three ways I can treat that in a video so mm-hmm. I'll split that out into three different titles and maybe a couple of bullet points um there's a book vlog like a boss I got that tip from I didn't make that <laughs> one up just so you know um <laughs> so, so great book as, I hear yeah, yeah 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 I recommend it so um yeah so I you know so anything that comes in there and that all goes into a spreadsheet the whole team have, uh, we, we're all on the same google spreadsheet um, mm-hmm. so I'll everyone will put stuff as suggestions as questions that they've had um throughout the day or throughout the week and that'll go to the first tab and then certain questions that I think you know what I can definitely do content on that I will then move over onto the second tab which are going to be our up and coming. And then we'll move things around in order of what we perceive as importance. We've also got the WP Innovator community. So people are asking questions in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing VEDA um, this this August, um, inspired yeah. by your kind self, hashtag uh-huh. And we are getting our community to ask us tons and tons of questions that I will deal with every single day as well. So that's kind of cool. So we'll be doing that Vader alongside other content that we produce. So g- getting content is pretty easy because as long as you can as long as you listen to your clients and you look at the emails and you listen to the questions they ask you in meetings, then there is so much content there that you could create on just one question alone. You could probably create three, five minute videos quite easily. So just Mm -hmm. listen out for those questions, note those questions down, build up a a spreadsheet of some sort and boom, you've got episodes till you're coming out of your ears.
0: I like it. I like it. So, um, let me ask you this just in wrapping up because you brought the book up a couple of times. I'm just genuinely curious because when you really break all of this out, especially from a content planning perspective, the research might be a little bit just slightly different, but you know, you're planning for a podcast editorial calendar. You're planning for a YouTube editorial calendar. You're planning for blogging or anything else that someone would do. It can tend to feel a little bit the same. And so maybe it's not, and maybe this is going to be part of the answer to the question or not. But what was sort of that the thing that happened when you read the book that was sort of your biggest aha moment? Maybe it was something that was strikingly different between podcasting and video, but something that really made your head go, oh my gosh, you know, that's extremely helpful. Or I never thought to do that. Or this is really going to coach me through a certain process. Was there a point in the book that really? you know, sort of pinged your brain and made you like go full speed ahead into this.
1: Yes. Um, the, the problem is, is I can't answer that with just one thing. You're going to have to be Okay.
0: With well.
1: Okay. All right. So, so first of all.
0: I, I accept. I accept the that challenge. That's <laughs> first, of,
1: first of all, there was just the the simple thing about around technology. And you talked about the little camera that you used. I can't remember what it was. Something like a, like an early 2000s camera. The Canon, Canon PowerShot. Yeah, yeah. PowerShot. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the phrase, you know, and PowerShot does not scream professional camera to me in my head. No. So instantly I thought, you know what? And I actually went back and watched some of your videos as well and they all look squished and weird but you still did the content I know
0: but you still I put know. it out
1: there so I was like okay all right so that's that excuse out the window I've got a freaking iPhone that does uh, that's not swearing I hope by the way it might no, be an, it might be an island um, <laughs> and you're a certain percentage Irish uh, so I was like yes I've got a HD camera on my iPhone and um, I'd still bought a DSLR anyway and I've still yet to work out how to use that thing so anyway iPhones are, are great so uh, th- that was out the window technology no no longer an excuse which was awesome The other thing that you said um, at at one point was just about practice, and Mm -hmm. one of the things I was doing, I mentioned, didn't I, earlier, that I'd made loads and loads of versions over the last year or two, but never actually put those videos out there, and I realized that practice is not doing a video and then throwing it in the bin. Practice Mm -hmm. is actually doing the video, acknowledging that there were probably problems in that video and issues and things that you would like to fix, but recognizing that there is still valuable content within that video, get it out there, show up, put the content out there. You're aware of the problems. Most people probably aren't anyway. And practice is the art of doing it and putting it out there anyway, as long as it's not obviously terrible and you've fell over and tripped up. Maybe that could be in the bloopers later, but getting, but yeah, getting that content, um, out there, and then obviously there was the fact of just um, creating some sort of. Sorry, the last thing. Those three things is always good. Three things, isn't it? It's like a three point seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we
0: got three uh, points uh, here. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then the third, the third thing was obviously just y- you lay out a kind of a way of planning and a, a way of structuring, um, your, so, y- structuring the the um, not the content but the the plan. So what t- you know, I would plan three different types of video per per subject. And that mm-hmm. that's the one thing mm-hmm. that, that came out to me because I was really struggling on how am I going to do these videos and how am I going to plan them? I've got all these topics. How am I going to keep them to five minutes? And you, breaking them out into small segments so uh, and having different types of episodes just made life a hell of a lot easier. So like I said, I've got this massive spreadsheet now. We actually had to take a little bit of a break for a couple of months. We've had like a, a, a family um, a relative mm-hmm. who's seriously ill. So obviously I took a bit of a break, but Because of that break, like I said, we've now got 60 episodes all piled up ready to go live. So, um, yeah, we're excited about that
0: that's awesome yes that's a lot of stuff I I mean there was just so much information in the book I'm glad that there was a definitely more than one aha moment but I think those are some big ones the bucketing strategy specifically that last piece that you were talking about seems to be something that's really hitting home with people and that really just goes back to one concept and that's nobody likes to even you know blogging as an example nobody likes to walk up to a white page and say okay now I have to start writing it's too much all at one time if you don't set yourself up for six in being able to fill in the blanks according to what you want to be known for, themes that you want to keep, be consistent with. Um, you really need to be able to plan accordingly and using bu- use these sort of bucket ideas to do that. So thanks for mentioning that. That was perfect. I'm so excited that you enjoyed the book. I'm really pumped about your YouTube channel. I'm going to leave a link to it as well as a link to the podcast. But it is just very clear when I look at your YouTube channel. And of course, you're in your growing stages, but you're doing so well. Just, I can see that you're tapping into the network you have, you're getting people to watch the content so you can continue to fuel some momentum behind the channel so YouTube will start to offer you some traffic as well. I can just tell that you read my book based on how I'm looking (laughs) at this channel because it's extremely well executed. It looks like a beginner channel, but it looks like you're taking it very seriously. And I'm super pumped about it, which is why I wanted to have you on VlogBoss Radio. So, Lee Jackson, thank you so much for sharing about WP Innovator and being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. It was awesome.
0: That's all for your Network Wednesday on Vlog Boss Radio. This is episode 117. If you would like to share this episode with somebody you think could find it useful, be a connector and let them know they can find it at SavvySexySocial.com slash 117. Seven. If you want to discover your excellence in vlogging and building your personal brand, just like Lee did, pick up a copy of my book, Vlog Like a Boss. You can find it on Amazon and Audible and all those things that we talked about. Go to vloglikeaboss.com for more details. Subscribe for good vibes and remember to go after the life you want. Cheers. I know you want to vlog like me. I'll show you how to vlog like me because I'm a vlog boss. I know you want to vlog like me. I'll show you how to vlog like me cause I'm a vlog boss Vlog like a boss, vlog like a boss, you Vlog like a boss, vlog like a boss, you Vlog like a boss, vlog like a boss, you You can vlog like me too, cause it's easy